Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Simply said, we all want to live well, do good, be happy. But how do we do that in the middle of our regular routine of kids complaining and laundry to fold? How do we live well, do good, be happy with big jobs and full lives? Well, I'm Polly Campbell, and that's what we'll talk about here on Simply Sunday. Hello, I'm Polly Campbell, and you're listening to Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about practical ways, and by practical, I mean the things that even I can do to elevate our lives, to live better, feel better, and really be engaged. And we are headed into episode 22, so we've been at it about five months now. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing and the reviews. We are getting more and more people listening each week, and I love that. I'm hearing from many of you. We're keeping the discussion and the conversation alive. You know, these are the programs where I really research and study and talk about what I need to learn, um, thinking that maybe I can share it with you. And between all of us, we can uh, feel good, do well, live happy, and make the world a better place. So that's what I'm after. And have a good time doing it, of course. You know, last week's episode, we talked about the importance of sleep. It's, it's essential for our productivity, for our focus, for our ability to learn and retain information and, and memorize it. Um, it's essential for our health too. If we don't get enough sleep, our immune system takes a hit and we're more uh, likely to get colds and flus and it raises our risk for chronic illnesses too uh, and, and scary things like cancer and uh, diabetes and that kind of stuff. So sleep is a biggie. Adults need about seven to eight hours a night. I think I need a little bit more, which is so annoying to me because I wish I didn't have to sleep at all, but it's, it's part of my self-care and it allows me to do the things I want to do in my life. So if you want to learn some ways, some simple practices that you can use to create your own sleep schedule or bedtime routine, we talked about things like dimming the lights about an hour and a half before you want to go to sleep so that your body falls into that natural rhythm of darkness, of circadian rhythm, so we sleep better um, when the lights go down and leaving your device out in the kitchen and having a high-protein, low-carb snack if you're a snacker, those kind of things. And right after I taped that episode, a new study came out that also talked about how an evening bath or shower can help improve sleep quality. Not only does it help people go to sleep faster, but it helps them to sleep better. So that's a big deal. What they found, however, in that study is the time you take that bath or shower matters to our sleep quality. So researchers suggest 
that you start dimming the lights, put away your phone, take those steps, and then 90 minutes before your bed, you get into a hot shower or a hot bath. The temperature of the water is ideal between 104 and 109 degrees, according to the information. And that elevates the body's temperature just enough to help us relax. People who did this fell asleep about 10 minutes faster on average, and they slept better throughout the night. So if uh, you're looking to add a new habit to your bedtime routine or enhance the one you already have, uh, maybe a hot bath or shower about 90 minutes before bed could help you do that. Today we are going to talk about the importance of habits in our life, whether it's a hot bath or shower before bed or creating a, a nighttime ritual to help you sleep, whether it's a habit that you use before heading into work or the office or a process you do to uh, work out or whatever it is. Habits really drive our lives. Author Charles Duhigg writes about this in his book, Power of Habits. And he describes habits as a process that goes like this. Something cues us, like we feel our belly rumbling with hunger or we experience a stressful event at work. And that cue, that behavior, begins a process where we want a reward. We want to feel better, something to ease those difficult feelings or something to satisfy our hunger. And to help us identify what that reward is, we get a craving, right? The cue inspires us to pay attention to possible solutions for the feeling we're having. Now, this might show up like a glass of wine. You've had a stressful day at work. You're feeling all out of sorts. You walk in the house after work and you think, I just want to unwind and relax. You pour yourself a glass of wine and there's the reward, right? So the cue sets up a craving. It helps you identify some solutions, things that could make you feel better or solve your problem. That craving drives you to take action that will lead you to the reward. And the reward is you're going to feel better, right? So you come home from work stressed out. You need to unwind. You feel restless and you crave a run. You need to get out and do something. And so you go for a run. That is the action that gives you the reward where you start to feel relaxed, more balanced and better. And because of that reward, because the reward solved your problem or satisfied your craving, you're likely to do it again. Now that's what a habit is, right? Just a repeated behavior set up by those four steps the cue, the craving, the response, and the reward that you do over and over. So if you are feeling hungry after dinner and you know there's ice cream in the freezer, you might begin craving ice cream to satisfy your hunger. You get up, you have this great bite of ice cream. You feel not hungry anymore and the ice cream tastes great, which is the reward and you're more likely to repeat that the next night and the next night and the next night. Often our habits are things we don't even think about, right? We're feeling stressed out. We're craving relief. We bite our fingernails as a way to release that tension. We may not even know it because we get the immediate payoff of finding immediate release for our restlessness or our worry or our nerves. 
And because that gives us immediate relief and that's our reward, we're likely to repeat the behavior. And pretty quickly, we create this habitual loop that repeats itself over and over. And that's really what a habit is. It's this repeated behavior that solves an immediate problem or craving through an action like drinking a glass of wine or going for a run. I'm more in the ice cream in the freezer camp, but, but whatever it is for you, biting your nails, right? But this loop continues because there's some payoff, there's some reward. And often we're not even conscious as to what that is. After we do this enough times, after we practice our habit enough times, I used to bite my nails and I wasn't even aware when I was doing that. That habitual loop would just take over to give me the relief, the reward from whatever stress or anxiety I was feeling or whatever payoff I was getting, right? And here's the thing, we are always looking for rewards. We want to feel better. We need our basic needs met. So if we're thirsty, we're looking for the reward not to be thirsty anymore, right? But we also want rewards as far as fitting in and gaining the approval of others and money. We want to be accepted. We want to make a meaningful contribution. We want to feel relaxed and have friends and all those things. So often our habits satisfy those cravings too. Now, how we respond to these things is different from person to person, right? You might go for a run. I might go for the ice cream. In fact, it's probably a sure thing. <laughs> but wherever we get our rewards is what we will continue. I don't want to think about habits in terms of good or bad, right or wrong. I think that's a real mistake we fall into. It's easy to say, well, nail biting is a bad habit and jogging around the block to relieve stress is a good habit. But I don't think we need to judge ourselves. Habits are simply the drivers of the actions in our life. So if there's one that's working for you with a big reward, then keep it up. And if it's not working for you in a healthy way, then we can change that and find one that gives you a better reward. For example, that glass of wine you're having every night after work may move to two or three. And after a while, the glass of wine may set up its own problems, making more stressed about other things and no longer have a payoff. Whereas a walk around the block might create a new habit that leaves you feeling better. I think it's just valuable to really tune in, be deliberate and intentional in what we're doing for the next couple of days and see where the habits are showing up. Where are they on autopilot? Doing things or driving things in our lives that we're not even aware of anymore. And where could we make changes to get an even better reward? I've looked at this habit loop in my life for very seriously for the last couple of years because I wanted to make some changes in my life. Sitting on the couch was no longer serving me. So I decided I wanted to uh, be more active, bring movement into my life. Now, I hate exercise. I'm not kidding. I know it's good for you. I read the research, blah, 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 blah. I do not enjoy exercise. And I do not enjoy getting up earlier in the morning. But I wanted to add in a workout because I wanted to be more engaged in my life. So I had to put a system of rewards into my day to encourage me to do that, to build a habit of working out, right? So first off, I started with rewards. What am I going to get from my workout? Now, if I think, okay, I might lose 30 pounds a year, year from now, or I might live until I'm 90, 
that's not an immediate enough reward. We want to feel better now. So if I'm thinking, yeah, this will help me live a long old life if I exercise every day, that wasn't going to do it. But what I recognized was I love to listen to podcasts. And that's about the only time of my day to listen to a podcast is in the morning when I'm up by myself. I can plug in my podcast while I was at the gym. And that would be a good reward for me. That would be a fun thing to do while I was getting my work done. The other thing is my husband makes fantastic coffee. He's Seriously, Starbucks has nothing on him. One of my favorite things in the morning is to sit there on the couch by myself in the darkness of the room and either meditate or contemplate the day ahead and drink a cup of coffee. I love that time of day. That is a heck of a reward. So now I'm getting up to exercise. I'm going to the gym. While I'm at the gym, I listen to a podcast that I'm excited about. I even plug it in the night before so I know exactly what I'm doing. And then I get to come home and be rewarded with a half hour to myself in the morning with this great cup of coffee. So it's not the workout that is a reward. I hate it. I've been doing it two years, four to six days a week. I don't like it every morning. I, I do not enjoy exercise. But I enjoy the rituals and the habits I've created in my morning, and that's a reward. And I'll tell you what, over time, I have gotten stronger. I feel better physically. I'm more energized. So those rewards have come too, and that's helped me to keep it up. But that is not what kept me going for the first year because they weren't existent. So what is the reward in your life? What do you want to create? What is your problem? And what can you really crave? What do you really want that you can reward yourself with in that morning or in that time period. You know, I'm not judging our habits here. They are what they are. They are the engine that drives our action. If you're in a job you hate and you need to unwind and that craving to unwind prompts you to pour a few glasses of wine to relax and reward and you feel less stressed, that's a behavior resulting in a reward until it's not. Okay. For a while, I would wake up in the morning and just come out and feel all tired and lumpy and lay on the couch. Or I'd do that after work and watch TV or whatever. And it felt like a good way to disentangle myself from my day, my work day, until it wasn't. Until there was no benefit to doing that anymore because I felt tired and overweight and unengaged. When it no longer paid in the reward and I became aware of that, then I retooled, created a new habit, and started down a different path, which gives me healthier rewards. It's about noticing what you're doing in your life and what's working and changing out the things that aren't. And as you're looking at the habits that are driving your life and, and deciding what you'd like to add or put your attention on, I want you to be really careful to look at them as neutral. Don't beat yourself up. They have served you. They have worked to get you this far. They're not bad or good. They're just drivers of your action. You want different rewards. You need different drivers and different action. So when I tuned into the habits that were driving my life, I recognized I wanted some different ones. Now, at this point, I didn't look at what I needed to take away. This wasn't about destroying my bad habits, limiting food or beating myself up for what I wasn't doing. This became all about adding in the things I wanted 
that would enhance my life. And that made all the difference because once I decided I wanted to lose weight, I would often drop down the rabbit hole. Okay, I can't eat pizza for a billion years and I have to work out 28 hours a day and no wine and no, you know, I had all this list of things that I needed to do to, to lose weight and get in shape. And that would work for about um, two days because when I was stripping all these things out of my life and driving myself harder, I felt constrained and nervous and limited. So when I looked at shifting my habits a couple of years ago, and it's work I'm still doing today, I decided I was going to add things in. I wasn't going to worry about taking things out. I wasn't going to stop eating the foods I wanted. I wasn't going to stop sitting on the couch. I was simply going to add in more fruits and vegetables. And I was going to add in more activity in a day. Instead of adding in, you know, 28 hours a day of workouts for one day a year, I just decided I was going to get 20 minutes of movement in my day. And that could be anything. That could be vacuuming the floor or walking the dog or going to the gym. And I decided I was going to eat whatever I wanted whenever I wanted, including a minimum of seven fruits and vegetables a day. So instead of taking away the pizza, I was going to eat the pizza, but I was also going to add in the healthier stuff that would give me more energy. First off, I started feeling better right off the bat. You know, in, in my cue that I wanted to feel better, developed a craving to be in charge of my own life and deliberate in my decisions. So I go to the gym and have a miserable experience at the gym. <laughs> and then I come home and I'd sit on the couch in the quiet of the morning and watch the sun come up with my cup of coffee. And that became such a nice addition to my routine and I felt so deliberate and I felt so proud of myself for working out that other healthier behaviors came on board. I was getting an immediate reward after I was done with the workout to come home and and settle into my morning that I looked for more ways that leave, would leave me feeling uh, energized and alive and and those little things that came on board as a result of the one driving habit of getting up early to exercise or get movement in my day really helped me drive that behavior and create a whole host of healthier behaviors even two years into it so that brings us to the simply start segment of the program where we talk about how you can start developing a new habit loop in your life and the first thing is to really become aware of the habits that are driving your life what are the rewards they're offering you are they still working are there better rewards out there more things you want different things you want to try are these supporting the life you want so today i just want you to sit down and look from the beginning of your day to the end. What are the things you're doing to ease stress, to be more productive at work, to parent your kids, to be in relationship with your friends or your spouses and partners? What are the things you're doing around the house that are making you feel good or not? You know, often we're in a habit loop of cleaning the house or of cooking certain meals or doing things a different way only to find out we hate it and it's taking time and energy from things that could we could be more effective at. So again, don't judge the habits you're in, just notice them, see what the rewards are, what's cueing that you to that behavior, 
What reward, what need is it satisfying? What reward are you getting from that? And then evaluate. Is there something you might want to do different? Is there a different habit you would like to add into your life to elevate the experience? That's a simply start segment. Take a habit inventory. Figure out where you are and what you're doing and what is driving that behavior and see what's working for you. Now we're going to come back next week in episode 23 and talk about how to help our habits stick. So if you come back to the board with some ideas of habit loops you'd like to build in to elevate your experience, I'm going to talk about some of the things I've done, some of the things the research shows and ways we can really use this cueing, craving, response, reward system to our advantage so that we are driving the habits that are driving our lives. In the meantime, that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment. Author James Clear, he's the author of Atomic Habits, talks about habit development in a short YouTube talk, and it's worth watching. So go to YouTube and search for Atomic Habits habits, how to get 1% better every day. And author James Clear will talk more about this. I think it's simply nifty and it really will make you think about the habits you are bringing into your own life and the things that we can add in to elevate our experience because habits are taking root all the time, often without us knowing. If you feel nervous, you want immediate relief, and you need an immediate behavior to provide that reward. So you bite your nails or take the drink or buy the shoes without even realizing what you're doing. This talk today is about becoming more intentional in our lives to create the lives we want. I'll tell you what, I have done it. And if I can do it, anybody can. And I actually found the experience overall to be really interesting and uplifting. And I'm going to talk to you more about that next week on Simply Said. It isn't as hard as you think because it's awesome when we start building in more of what we want instead of trying to rid ourselves of what we don't. Give it a go. Let me know what habits you're going to be adding in. Track me down at www.imperfectspirituality.com or tweet me at P.L. Campbell. And thanks for listening today to Simply Said. I hope Simply Said becomes part of your healthy habits and together we can go out in the world and live well, do good, and be happy. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore L-A. Electric acid.